This is Defenders TV Podcast, but it's not a numbered episode. This is our Marvel Movies Preview for 2018. Welcome back, fellow Defenders. In a slight surprise, we're not doing our finale for The Punisher uh, this week. Unfortunately, one of our hosts, Chris, is pretty sick at the moment and can't join us for this episode. Uh, Really sorry that we can't uh, provide our 13th episode for The Punisher review. We've all seen it and we've all really enjoyed it, but we will be doing that next week when uh, Chris is back on form. thought it was a little bit unfair to him because we uh, lost his recording last week, so we couldn't have him on episode 12. Uh, And if we didn't give him the opportunity to speak about the final episode of The Punisher series, which he's really been enjoying for last few episodes uh, i think it'd be a bit unfair uh, i'm one of your hosts derek hello fellow defenders i'm one of your other hosts john yes it would have been grossly uh, unfair of us um it's taken us a while anyway to get to the 13th episode taking it one week at a time but mm. um you know hopefully that digestible pace has been good uh and so just just one more week and then of course It will be into Black Panther, which is one of our movies that we're going to preview for uh, Marvel's movies in 2018. Mm -hmm. And as as a suggestion from one of our listeners, I've also set up a Marvel Movies on Defenders TV podcast feed over on iTunes. So if you just want to listen to the movie reviews, if you're not too interested in our episode-by-episode discussions of the uh, TV shows. Uh, We've also reviewed about 15 movies so far over in our Marvel Movies on Defenders TV podcast. So pop over there on iTunes, look for Marvel Movies on Defenders TV podcast. You should see it pop up there for you. And then you can just listen to all of our reviews of everything right the way up to uh, Thor Ragnarok, I think was the last one, which just happened the week before uh, Punisher came out, right? So uh, we went straight from that one, and now we're going to be going into um, Black Panther. Yeah, absolutely. In February. Yeah, however you want to digest Defenders TV podcast, please head on over and subscribe, leave a review uh, or share your thoughts and give us some feedback. Uh, All comments welcome. Absolutely. Please head on over to our website at DefendersTVPodcast.com and go to our subscribe section where you can join your podcast catcher of choice, iTunes, Google Play or any other Android podcast catcher. Mm Mm-hmm. And as John said, if you want to want to join us over in our Facebook group, you can join us at facebook.com slash groups slash Defenders TV podcast or send in any of your, th- of your thoughts about the future movies coming up this year to feedback at Defenders TV podcast dot com. I think we get it. We should get into this. It's really kind of kind of interesting, isn't it, John, that we n- normally do a five point structure and guess what? There are five movies coming from Marvel this year uh, with the Disney and uh, Fox joining up kind of sort of going to be going through pretty soon it means that all of these movies are effectively marvel movies yeah excellent so do we call these the disney marvel movies no we don't okay (laughs) well we just have the the mcu movies they're the ones that are all connected together and then we have a few other outliers that are not technically connected just yet um let's go through them quickly we've got uh, black panther coming up we've got ant-man and the wasp avengers infinity war deadpool 2 and Venom later on this year. I think Venom's come as a bit of a surprise, John. Yeah, but that's Sony, isn't it? Yes, yes, Sony. But as was Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. So a little addendum from one of our fellow defenders, the wonderful Salim Kislar. Thank you so much for pointing out that we were wrong. There's actually six Marvel movies coming out this year. Not five. Yes, we um, we got it wrong. 
Oh, we didn't get it wrong. We got five of them. Five so, out of six ain't bad. No, it's no. a good percentage. It is. It is. So the one we missed is uh, the Dark Phoenix, X-Men, the Dark Phoenix. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on. I'll keep the original podcast and just add that back in later on. But let's go through them. So first up, uh, Black Panther had its premiere in LA this week, uh, as we're recording. Um, seems to have gone down really, really well. With the yeah, audience. the first reactions seem to be pretty positive. Mm. And I mean, even from the trailers, it, this looks incredibly lush. The look of Wakanda uh, really does um, hit you in the face and is bold, it's colourful, uh, and it's pretty full on. Um, I'm really, really interested to see how the Black Panther gets um, a foothold in the Marvel movies because I, I'm i really hoping it's an instant classic. We already know it probably ties into one of our other movies, The Infinity War. We've mm-hmm. seen a bunch of Avengers running through the plains of Wakanda as well. But this looks so colourful and really, really lush. Um, so I absolutely cannot wait to watch this. In fact, I would... I would argue that this is the Marvel movie that I am most excited about for 2018. Oh, wow. Wow, interesting. Yeah, the last time we saw um, Black Panther was in Captain America's Civil War. And I know everybody came away talking from, talking about Spider-Man from that movie because that was the first appearance of him. But it was also the first appearance of Black Panther. And Chadwick Boseman knocked it out of the park in that movie. We couldn't stop talking about it on our review podcast. And he really did stand out as a really interesting character. So it's been a little while since we've seen him on screen. Um, but he's now surrounded by a huge cast of fantastic actors that are in this movie. I was amazed at the amount of people they got in here. We got Letitia Wright in there. Got Oscar-nominated Daniel Kalua in there. Tea Leaf from Absolutely Tea Leaf and Psychoville. From Psychoville. Yes. Um you've got Andy Circus and Martin Freeman as mm-hmm. well coming back. Andy Circus obviously as Claw. Yes. And Martin Freeman as Everett Ross. Yeah, and the other big one for me is Denai Guerrero from uh, from Walking Dead. Uh, who plays Michonne, who's still my favourite character over in The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, really looking forward to seeing these guys in the in the movie. One of the things that I saw in the fee- in the kind of general social media roundup stuff that I saw after the premiere was that Letitia Wright, who plays Shuri, um, Black Panther's sister, is a standout in this film. She's really given half of the movie to carry, effectively. So I'm really excited to see that. We've seen one clip uh, of the movie where the two of them are working together to get away from the bad guys or chase down the bad guys, and it was really cool to see the two of of those actors working together. Definitely. And, of course, let's not forget Michael B. Jordan, who is playing Eric Killmonger. Yes, like a fishmonger, but a killer monger. <laughs> I wonder, is he any relation to Kilgrave? No. <laughs> did he get his name in the same way that Kilgrave did? Who knows, but he <laughs> is the pretender to the throne of Wakanda. I'm really interested to see how his character injects some challenge to um, Black Panther uh, and to the royalty of Wakanda. Because yes. uh, this is very much a, a royalty-led uh, movie but with massive sci-fi tech oh, as yeah. well. So it looks really interesting from, from that. And of course, this will be the second time when we review Black Panther uh, sometime shortly after the 15th of February, um, where we will have reviewed uh, Michael B. Jordan. He yes. was on uh, the Fantastic Four movie. Um, and I am almost sure even though i had high hopes for the fantastic four movie at the time it looked dark it looked brooding i kind of liked that idea and mm-hmm. um, unfortunately uh, the execution maybe just wasn't there for for me uh, i am sure that this ultimately will receive a better review from defenders tv podcast 
than Fantastic Four. But let's wait and see. There Absolutely. are no promises. We always go in very positive to uh, to our movie reviews. Uh, Fanforstic was unfortunately a bit of a mess, but it was nothing on the cast. I think we we at pains to point out that we really enjoyed all of the cast and the roles. Uh, Michael B. Jordan has worked previously with Ryan Coogler, the director of this movie, on Creed, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. A great boxing movie, actually. If you're, if you're into boxing movies, go watch that. Really good. And I, I love, actually, uh, Michael B. Jordan's character, Eric, just the kind of the the stippled effect on his skin, mm. which actually does go back to techniques used in Africa for um, decorating the body. Yes. So really, uh, really interesting. Um, it looks very uh, menacing. Uh, and of course, everyone is as buffed as they can be of for course. this. Um, the Marvel movie abs are out in force, judging mm-hmm. by the teaser trailers. Yes, yeah, really looking forward to this one. The other piece of social media that I saw was, of course, from Chio Hadari Coker, who's the showrunner for Luke Cage, saying this was absolutely brilliant. He really, really enjoyed the movie, and the big thing that stood out to him was the music that it was chosen really well. High praise after his uh, his Luke Cage coverage, really. Definitely. One final note on this. Because I haven't read it yet. I was holding off until after we did our preview, so I didn't spoil anything. But there is um, a preview comic uh, that's been released for uh, Black Panther, The Road to Black Panther. Just two issues, a prelude comic that they usually do in Marvel. Um, They usually just recap a previous movie. In this one, it's a standalone story. So I'm going to be checking that out straight after the podcast. Yeah, me too. Um, I think our second movie that we're really looking forward to seeing is Ant-Man and the Wasp, the follow-up to Ant-Man, the movie uh, what three three years ago now? Yeah, um, and yeah, this is coming out around July fifteenth this year. Uh, we had the teaser trailer out this week, and yeah, again starring Paul Rudd as Ant Man, Evangeline Lilly as the Wasp, Michael Douglas is back as Hank Pym, and there is Michael Pena as well back as. Uh, the funny sidekick, yes, too. Michael, uh, Michael Pena. Rudd. Yeah, he's uh, he really did add so much to Ant Man. Paul Rudd is someone that I've always enjoyed. I've always found him very funny, but Michael Pena really added a different flavor to uh, to the humor that was on show in Ant Man. So really excited to see that. Loads of people telling us that uh, the way they should have done the trailer for Ant Man Two is just have Michael Pena describe what's going to happen. Definitely, I, yeah, because I mean, we are seeing uh, massive sweet dispensers. We are seeing buildings being shrunk down to a uh, carry-on case, which I would absolutely love. I love the way the pigeon just flew off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evangelina Lily's character, the Wasp, has a better suit. It's got blasters. She has wings, and I think there is a little bit of miniature jealousy from Scott Lang. Um, I think he wants those features for his own suit but we look at him going small and tiny teeny tiny and he is going big again like he did in civil war giant so yeah it looks really good and it looks like it's probably going to keep that sense of humor running through it like the first movie did as well and i think that's really uh, really nice to see mm-hmm. i'm slightly intrigued to see whether Maybe Doctor Strange comes into Ant-Man 2. <laughs> I suspect not. I don't think so. Don't think so. We but might... I, you know, with the microverse, um, I was just wondering. But Maybe, yeah. There's a very small clip of that in the uh, in the short trailer, teaser trailer that, that was came out this week. There's a tiny little moment of the microverse. So we know we're going over there. Really tiny? Really like, teeny tiny. Yes, I know. Ant-Man Sorry. tiny. <laughs> 
We also know we're going to be seeing the mother of Hope Van Dyne, played by Evangeline Lilly. We're going to see um, Janet Van Dyne this time, played by Michelle Pfeiffer, one of my absolute favourite actresses. So really excited to see her in the movie. Nothing in the trailer over this time? No. And of course, we've got a very small glimpse of our villain of this piece, Ghost, in the trailer as well. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Looked like something in a Mass Effect um, the design for, for that character as well. Uh, be interested to see that. Uh, and Lawrence Fishburne has jumped over the border between DC movies and over into Marvel movies after uh, Batman v Superman, where he played Perry White. Uh, he's going to be coming over and playing Dr. Bill Foster. Not going to tell you who else uh, that is if you don't know the comic books, because uh, it's quite a big character and quite intriguing to see how he uh, how he brings it in. One other member of cast that really excites me is uh, is Randall Park because he's going to be playing Jimmy Woo who's one of the original members of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so right back in the 60s he was right alongside Nick Fury so uh, so we have Jimmy Woo finally coming to the movies yes and of course in good IMDB fashion um, Vanessa Ross is playing the hot jogger whoever <laughs> that may be uh, a new superhero, maybe, of all time. Interestingly enough, IMDb do list a lot of extra cast members that are coming up in the movie. Uh, but really looking forward to Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's going to be a bit a fun movie uh, to come up. We did skip over uh, one film that's coming up this year, which is probably the biggest movie that uh, Marvel have ever done. Yes, uh, from small to the big daddy of them all, we have Avengers Infinity War, mm-hmm. which is out 25th of April this year. Yes, and what makes this so gigantic is it's basically every single character that's been in a Marvel movie before uh, will be appearing in this movie. Um, how are they going to pull all these guys together? It's going to be fascinating. Like it's, it's effectively Guardians of the Galaxy meets the Avengers, which includes all of the other people, plus Doctor Strange, because he hasn't been an Avenger yet. And then Spider-Man as well is going to appear in there. So we've got everybody. Yeah, plus, um, obviously, Thanos as the bad guy mm. and all his legion of minions yes um how are you feeling about thanos now we haven't really talked about the trailer the trailer actually made me want to see thanos now Mm. Um, he wasn't sat on his throne in all his hilariously um sort of liquid gold stuff i mean Mm. he looked like just obnoxious and ridiculous on that throne and i must say i was not looking forward to thanos as a big bad but from this movie where he's kind of purred back from his regalia, um, he looks really good. He, yeah. he felt more big, threatening. It's Thanos goes to war, ultimately. Mm-hmm. And I really got a sense that I was going to enjoy Thanos just from the trailer. So I'm really hoping that that is what happens for yeah. in this movie for me. Yeah. And certainly, you know, we're seeing Vision under a lot of uh, distress in the teaser trailer. So, mm-hmm. you know, there are some real implications uh, and threats to the Avengers in this movie. It does look as though New York will suffer from an event Mark II here, another big ship coming from the sky. So that's kind of interesting, see mm-hmm. how that uh, pans out but it does seem that it will go more global as well as we do see the opposing armies uh, clashing on the luscious plains of wakanda yeah i actually hazard a guess it's going to go galactic since we know the guardians are going to be in this movie Well, that's true and they meet up with thor so they that's going to be an interesting uh, idea it kind of makes sense now that they changed the tone of thor ragnarok to be a comedy now that they're going to be meeting the other comedic characters in the universe which are the guardians of the galaxy so and um, be quite interesting to see those two working together we saw both of their movies last year so they're kind of coming back very fresh from those movies straight into uh, infinity war but it's gonna be fascinating this is 
kind of a two-parter was the original plan, but I think it is just being filmed as two separate films um, as being filmed all at the same time to make sure they keep all the cast together. So not sure if it's Infinity War, Infinity War 1 and then followed by Infinity War 2 or whether it's Infinity War and then a completely different title for the second movie. Um, be interesting to see what happens. This obviously is the 10th anniversary of the release of Iron Man uh, happens later on this year. So um, quite interesting that they've kind of have this moment where they're going to get everybody together, have all of this cast that's been around for such a long time in these movies this is the one that is worrying, uh, I suppose. It's going to be a lot of fun, I'm sure. The uh, the team behind Captain America Civil War are bringing the same, same sense of fun to the movies. But I do feel we may be losing some major members of cast this year. I think a lot of people believe that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I, it'll be interesting with regards to the time gem, uh, what happens. You know, will Doctor Strange turn back time? If you could turn back time, uh, you know, it would be really interesting. And of Don't course, get me singing, you know, sure. <laughs> and of course, for me, I'm really excited to see Doctor Strange back on the big screen. Mm-hmm. We do see um, Doctor Strange there with Tony Stark at the Sanctum Centaurum. It'd be really interesting to see. And I really hope that Spider-Man and Doctor Strange have their moment together as well. You know, these two have a long-standing classic hookup in the comics um, you know, working together to bring down evil as well as in the Marvel animated series going right back to the 80s as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hoping that they, they, they use that relationship, obviously, as they're both Steve Ditko creations, mm-hmm. you know, two iconic characters. So I think that would be a really nice little wink, wink, nudge, nudge uh, to, to their creators. I like seeing a teenage boy looking at a man that can do magic and create... Po- traveling portals and turn back time like it's perfect you know you have to have that moment like we saw dr strange in thor obviously uh, as we made that part of our summer of strange series for absolutely no reason um, but uh, but it was really fun seeing him interact with a person that's calling themselves a god and uh, and a god of mischief and a god of a god of thunder seeing dr strange interact with those characters made it a bit more interesting and deeper in the Marvel Universe. And now if he gets to interact with the street-level heroes, maybe, if he gets to interact with possibly some of our defenders popping over into the movie, that would be pretty cool. Um, maybe Matt Murdock's walking past the Sanctum, Sanctum Sanctorum and gets called in one day, you know, by Doctor Strange. Uh, but even if it's not that, even if it's just him interacting with our teenager here, Spider-Man, that would be quite cool. Yeah, definitely. And that movie's coming out in April, isn't it? Uh, April 25th, I think. Yeah. So again, that's coming really soon. Really looking forward to, to that. That's the big one, really. Obviously, that's that's the, the one that everything's been building up to. I'm at the moment really excited about Black Panther, but I can't escape the fact that we're going to see all of those characters again just over a month later, a couple of months later. Yeah, I think Infinity War is absolutely right behind Black Panther for me. Uh, but I think from the ultimate cool of Infinity War to the ultimate Deadpool, Deadpool 2, our fourth movie for 2018... I've got an even better connection than that one, John. Thanos is played by Josh Brolin in Avengers Infinity War, and he is the new cast member announced for uh, for Deadpool 2. He's playing Cable. I say new. He was, he was announced back in November, and we did mention him on the podcast before, but quite interesting that he's going to be in two different Marvel movies with two different studios within about a month of each other. Exactly. And if Deadpool 2 really plays up the humor the the you know the sarcastic the dark humor that they had in the first movie you could really see ryan reynolds as deadpool turning around to him saying 
when you're in another movie playing another mo- villain, mm-hmm. you know, you could really see that. And I think that would be really funny. Um, it's out around uh, May 18th yeah. this year. and uh, But this time with a new director, um, David Leach, uh, who part directed John Wick. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how that transition from uh, the, the previous director, where it was such a... a, a passion project for him along with ryan reynolds Mm. how um the tone maybe is maintained or changes for for better yeah and hopefully it really stays on form because uh the first deadpool i think just was so good everyone really was glad to see the the chimichanga uh, coming out onto the movie screen in such a a faithful fashion so uh, really excited to see deadpool 2 Absolutely. I know, Chris, that's probably his big movie of the year. Should is, is, uh, is Obviously, Deadpool, one of his favorite characters, as we talked about previously on the podcast. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of concerned about this one. Um, it's gone through a bit of trouble, but Deadpool, the first one, did go through many, many years with Ryan Reynolds trying to get it made, uh, along with his director partner, who was trying to push the movie. It just feels like it was such a passion project at the time for them. Will the studio be interfering now that it's somebody else in the director's chair? David Leach, while he isn't credited as director for John Wick, when you look at his at the credits on, on IMDb, he has now been given credit because he directed most of the action scenes. He comes from a stunt background, so I'm expecting this to be very high octane. Lots of uh, lots of big action sequences in the movie, and there were loads in De- in Deadpool. So you know, you'd expect a bit more of that, and hopefully Ryan Reynolds, who is the improv king really he pretty much did all of the marketing for deadpool um that was all of his sense of humor so hopefully he'll be able to bring that kind of sense of humor back and i'm hoping for a jonah hex reference with joss brolin as well because this is now his uh, his third big character even though jonah hex is one of the worst uh, comic book <laughs> movies made but i'm hoping for a little reference to that as well yes on to our final our fifth and final movie coming from Marvel this year. As I said earlier on, a little bit of a surprise that this is coming out so soon because it feels like it was only announced uh, about two months ago. Uh, it's intended to arrive on October 5th, uh, 2018, uh, with Tom Hardy in the title role of Eddie Brock, it's Venom. Is this a sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming? Is, uh, is, is it in the same universe? It's done by Sony Studios, so will we be seeing Spider-Man, Peter Parker, turn up for his third movie in over, just over a year? That would be really cool um, if if you had that. I mean, this is really intriguing. Uh, is it going to be Venom without Spider-Man, you know? Mm-hmm. Or will Spider-Man come into it? I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens here. And if Spider-Man does, it has to be Tom Holland, surely. Yeah. Um, so this would be really, really exciting. I mean, they say Tom Holland can't really keep secrets. You know, that's the running <laughs> gag uh, over at Marvel. Yep. But... If he is showing up in Venom, he is keeping one awesome secret. So let's hope that uh, he's in there, maybe in part, but it would be good to focus on Venom. And it'd be really interesting to see Tom Hardy uh, playing this character and Eddie Brock. He's also joined by Michelle Williams. So, you know, Oscar winner there. Mm -hmm. And you have Riz Ahmed, who was from Rogue One. Yes, he was fantastic in Rogue One. I, I remember hearing an interview with him about his process, saying that he did something like about 100 uh, takes of his character in Rogue One to get the part, even though he had it after about take number 10. Uh, he just continually did various changes to his character to see if he could fit into this role uh, of the pilot back in Rogue One. Um, really excited to see this cast. It, it it already feels one of those movies when you get this no, this 
number of high-profile actors attached to roles in the movie. You kind of get a feeling for what the kind of movie they're going to be going for. Venom can be a very cartoony character. Uh, in the past, he's played just the villain. Uh, there are comic books where he is the hero uh, going after other bad guys. There's comic books where, he, where he's controlled and being sent after after other people, uh, where he uses his powers for good, effectively. So I'm intrigued to how they do it. Tom, Tom Hardy is very much known for doing very complex characters, even in simple films that he's done. He plays very complex characters. So I'm really intrigued to see him come back into the comic book universe. Remember, he was Bane in The Dark Knight Rises, so... He was a really complex complex character in there. It's so complex that some people couldn't understand his accent. But uh, I, I assume that's not going to be a problem with uh, with Venom. Who knows? <laughs> I love to- Tom Hardy. For me, can literally do no wrong. His his recent um, television series on the BBC uh, was excellent. Mm. He obviously was in Dunkirk there recently, again, sounding like Bane. <laughs> Completely masked for the whole yeah. film. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I swear there's something between him and Chris Nolan where Chris Nolan just goes, I know you're pretty, I know, you're, you know you've got this really big female following, really big male following, but I'm not going to show your face to the audience. That's going to be a little running gag between them. Yeah, he, you know, he read a book on Jack and Ori on the BBC there with his dog. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, what's not to like about Tom Hardy? And the thing is, you know he's got the acting chops um, for it. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see how Eddie Brock and Venom is brought to life by, you know, this really good uh, actor. Mm-hmm. And he was joined by equally strong um, supporting actors as well in, in the form of Michelle Williams and Riz Ahmed. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Jack and Ori was a bit of a flashback there, John. I think it's called Stories at Bedtime now or Tales at Bedtime. Oh, maybe, yeah. That sorry. might be going right back to our childhood there. <laughs> but a very similar thing. Yes, I think I'm showing my age there. Yes. yes. Chris Evans has been on it a couple of times as well. He uh, has? Yeah, it's got, a, got a, good, uh, a good lineup of people as well. So our sixth and final point. Yes. Or five. Of five um, was the Dark Phoenix, yes, with Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, one of those movies that, even though we didn't include, I do know that the Dark Phoenix is coming out. But yeah, when we searched, there it was no real kind of information on that. Like there has been no teaser trailer. There's mm-hmm. been a few sort of on-set images uh, and a few set. Uh, photographs as well yeah. uh, of, few, of the final production. Yeah. yeah, a few official ones as well from from, uh, from Fox. Uh, yes, this is coming up on November 2nd, 2018, uh, directed by Simon Kimberg, and does see the return of the mutants uh, that we last saw in the not-great X-Men Apocalypse movie. Um, so we're back with, uh, with Professor X, uh, played by James McAvoy, and we obviously know this is going to be the Dark Phoenix story, so it means that we're going to see an evil version of Sophie, Tur- Sophie Turner's version of uh, Phoenix, of Jean Grey. Uh, we have seen that before in X-Men 3, which also a little bit of a maligned X-Men movie. Um, but I know this is coming up. I know I'm excited for it. I always give the X-Men movies a chance. Uh, look forward to seeing uh, what they do with each of them, uh, even though I don't think I've actually made it through all of Apocalypse despite trying to watch it three times. Like I've seen all the film, just three different attempts. I've fallen asleep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Apocalypse uh, didn't really do it for me, to be honest. But uh, as uh, Derek said, I always do like to give the X-Men films in whatever guise that they are in uh, the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. I there's so many of those films individually that I really like. And of course, even with the spin-offs of Wolverine, 
Uh, and for example, Logan, mm-hmm. absolutely stunning movie was Logan. So yeah. I'm really hoping that they're on the ball for the Dark Phoenix. I really want to see actually how Sophie Turner uh, really adapts uh, in a lead role, in a sense, or in a title role um, in the films. You know, I've absolutely loved her portrayal of Sansa in Game of Thrones, and I'm really wishing her uh, all the best um, for this movie. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this this plays out. Yeah. The only other thing we really know about the movie is that it's set 10 years after the Apocalypse uh, movies, which was set in the 80s. We've had one in the 60s, one in the 70s. The 80s was the last movie, which was Apocalypse, and now this is going to be set in the 90s. So uh, looking forward to a bit more of a grungy style with the, yes. uh, with the X-Men. Uh, more shoegazing music in the movie, maybe. A um, little, little bit of Radiohead, a little bit of Nirvana in the background, perhaps. Let's hope, let's hope. <laughs> let's see how the X-Men fit into the decade of the 90s, definitely. And obviously with the deal that's been done with Fox and uh, and Disney, which is still in process at the moment, we may actually see an appearance of some of the other members of the uh, of the Avengers or some of the upcoming members of the Marvel movies uh, popping over into the X-Men universe for once. Uh, that, that could be interesting, but we uh, really don't know much about that. Uh, maybe the reason why there's so little coming out about the movie, there may be some changes being made with that deal going through. Um, but we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, so thank you, Salim, for uh, highlighting our um, omission here. Yeah. But yeah, Dark Phoenix is out on the 2nd of November this year. Mm-hmm. So it's a late release in the year. And yeah, yeah, looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Yeah. Thanks again, Salim McKisler. We'll back to the rest of the podcast. That is our movies coming up this year. Obviously, we also have a couple of TV shows that we'll be talking about. We'll be back next week with, obviously, our final episode of Punisher. Hopefully, Chris is feeling better. Hopefully, this cheered him up uh, while he's lying in bed uh, waiting to get well, uh, just to hold him over until he gets back with us next week. Um, But we'll obviously be coming back with... uh, Jessica Jones then in March we have Luke Cage season 2 coming up later on this year hopefully we have a, haven't got a date for that yet but I believe it's uh, pretty much ready to go um, out of the gate so hopefully we'll be seeing that towards the end of the year as well yes so thank you so much for listening as always and we will be back with our 13th episode on The Punisher the finale Memento Mori next Friday 9th of February so we will speak with you again then thanks for listening bye bye I hear a lot of people saying the blues, the blues, but I'm gonna tell you what the blues is.